0: Today is the 29th day of June, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers Podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. From the rising of the sun to its setting, my name shall be great among the nations, and in every place incense shall be offered to my name, and a pure offering for my name shall be great among the nation, says the Lord of hosts. Let us confess our sins against God and against our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed Let us say together the Vanity. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. Psalms for the 29th day evening prayer, Psalms 141, 142, 143. O Lord, I call to you, come to me quickly. Hear my voice when I cry to you. Let my prayer be set forth in your sight as incense, the lifting up of my hands as an evening sacrifice. Set a watch before my mouth, O Lord, and guard the door of my lips. Let not my heart incline to any evil thing. Let me not be occupied in wickedness with evildoers, nor eat of their choice foods. Let the righteous smite me in friendly rebuke. Let not the oil of unrighteousness anoint my head, for my prayer is continually against their wicked deeds. Let their rulers be overthrown in stony places, that they may know my words are true. As when a plowman turns over the earth in furrows, let their bones be scattered at the mouth of the grave. But my eyes are turned to you, O God, and you I take refuge. Do not strip me of my life. Protect me from the snare which they have laid for me and from the traps of the evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I myself escape. I cry to the Lord with my voice. To the Lord I make loud supplication. I pour out my complaint before him and tell him all my trouble. When my spirits languish within me, you know my path. In the way wherein I walk, they are hidden a trap for me. I look to my right hand and find no one who knows me. I have no place to flee to and no one cares for me. I cry out to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry for help, for I have been brought very low. Save me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name. When you have dealt bountifully with me, the righteous will gather around me. Lord, hear my prayer, and in your faithfulness, heed my supplications, answer me in your righteousness. Enter not into judgment with your servant, for in your sight shall no one living be justified. For enemy has sought my life, he has crushed me to the ground, he has made me live in dark places like those who are long dead. My spirit faints within me, my heart within me is desolate, I remember the time past. I muse upon all your deeds. I consider the works of your hands. I spread up my hands to you. My soul grasps to you like a thirsty land. O Lord, make haste to answer me. My spirit fails me. Do not hide your face from me, or I shall be like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear of your loving kindness in the morning, for I put my trust in you. Show me the road that I must walk for I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord, for I flee to you for refuge. Teach me to do what pleases you, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake. For your righteousness' sake, bring me out of trouble. Of your goodness destroy my enemies, and bring all my foes to naught, for truly I am your servant. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans, chapter 7, beginning at the 13th verse. Did what is good, then, bring death to me? By no means. It was sin working death in me through what was good, in order that sin might be shown to be sin, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh. We know that the law is sold into slavery under sin. I do not understand my own actions. I do not know what I want. I do the very thing that I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law was good. But in fact, if we no longer that that I do it, I sin that prevails and dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me that is in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do what is good and what I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer that I do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my innermost self, but I see in my members another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then, with my mind I am a slave to the law of God, but with my flesh I am a slave to the law of sin. Seek the Lord while he wills to be found. Call upon him when he draws near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the evil ones their thoughts. And let them turn to the Lord, and he will have compassion A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 21, beginning at the 33rd verse. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to the tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce, but the tenant seized his slave and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get our inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants?" They said to him, "...He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce in the harvest." Jesus said to them, "...Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes." Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruit of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard these parables, they wanted that he would be speaking against them. They wanted to arrest him. And they feared that the crowds, because of them, regarded him as a prophet. are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you became man to set us free, you did not shun the virgin's womb. You overcome the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come to be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people bought with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. A Reflection for Wednesday for the week of Proper Eight. A reading from the first letter to the Corinthians by Clement, Bishop of Rome, from the year 100. Let us fix our gaze on the Father and the Creator of the whole world, And let us hold on to his peace and blessing, his splendid and surpassing gifts. Let us contemplate him in our thoughts and in our mind's eye, reflect upon the peaceful and restraining unfolding of his plan. Let us consider the care with which he provides for the whole of his creation. By his direction, the heavens are in motion, and they are subject to him in peace. Day and night fulfill the course he has established without interfering with each other. The sun, the moon, and the choir of the stars revolve in harmony as a command at the appointed paths without deviation. By his will, the earth blossoms in the proper seasons and produces abundant food for humans and animals and all living things on without reluctance and without any violation of what he has arranged. Yet unexplored regions of the abysses and inexpressible realms of the deep are subject to the laws. The mass of the boundless sea, joined together by the ordinance of a single expanse, does not overflow its prescribed limits, but flows as He commands it. For He said, Thus far shall you come, and your waves will be halted here. The ocean, impassable for humans, and the worlds beyond it are governed by the same edicts of the Lord. The seasons spring summer, autumn, and winter. Follow one another in harmony." the quarters from which winds blow, function in due season without leaving deviation, and the ever-flowing springs created for our health as well as our enjoyment, unfailing offerings of the breast of the sustained human life. The tiniest of living creatures meet together in harmony and peace. The great Creator and Lord of the universe commanded all these things to be established in peace and harmony, to His goodness to all and in overflowing measure to us who seek refuge. In his mercies, through our Lord Jesus Christ, to him be glory and majesty forever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary we commend to your continual care the homes in which your people dwell. Put far from them, we ask of you every root of bitterness, the desire of van glory, and the pride of life. Fill them with faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness. Knit together in constant affection those who in holy wedlock have been made one flesh. Turn the hearts of the parents to the children and the hearts of the children to the parents. And so enkindle fervent charity among us all that we may evermore be kindly affectioned one to another through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, whose Son has nowhere to lay his head, grant that those who live alone may not be lonely in their solitude, but that following in his steps they may find fulfillment in loving you and their neighbors. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. O God, you have made one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you, bring the nations into your fold pour out your spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them.